the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 10 o'clock on this uh, Friday, free-for-all Friday, no doubt. This last hour, guest-free, all free-for-all. Whatever you want to talk about is fair game with me. If it has to do with the federal elections, the theft of said federal elections by Florida officials or by Arizona officials, we can do that. Um, Obviously, Jeff Sessions being replaced. Uh, by the way, it's the ninth uh, morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2018. Jeff Sessions being fired by President Trump and replaced by a man that the left hates so much more that they were out in full force protesting him last night. Uh, Michael Whitaker is the acting director, excuse me, the acting uh, um, attorney general uh, leading the Department of Justice, and they hate him so much they because he has spoken out against the Mueller investigation that they were out protesting in full force in New York City and Cleveland and in cities around the country. How about that? The same lunatic left that hated Jeff Sessions, and could not stand him when he was a senator, could not stand him when he was appointed AG, now are defending him. We want Sessions back, because we know Sessions wouldn't do anything to the Mueller investigation. They're going crazy on the idea of Whitaker. So whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Like I said, there's a lot of different ground to cover, including some local stories that I want to get into after I get to the phone calls that are on hold already. If you're not on hold, get there, 216-901-0945, and 888-281-1110. Then I want to get to a couple of local stories as well. BJ has been waiting in uh, North Holmes. Oh, no, not, well, that's okay. BJ, you're up first, and then I'll go to Lisa. Go ahead, you're on the air. Thank you. I, I'd like to address this to your listeners and their opinion. Okay. But you played football, and you I doubt very seriously your coach, coach told you, when you go in there on offense or defense, I want you to play passively. I don't want you to be aggressive. The outcome is not going to be very positive. And Donald Trump has been kind of the coach of the American people. And what he's shown us, even though a lot of people were irritated by his way of handling things, particularly the first year and a half, they're waking up to the fact that he's a coach that says we have to be aggressive with these people. The opposition team that we're playing in America today is a team that uh, when you open your program, you play Ronald Reagan saying we will negotiate for it. Well, we're beyond negotiating with these people. They want to bring America down. George Soros has dedicated his life to bringing America down for whatever reason. And the question I'm asking, particularly you younger folks, is how willing are you to stand up? You can't be passive anymore with these people. The other party has no respect for the law. It has no respect for the truth. We saw what happened at the news conference. It is becoming a vicious battle, and because... Because the party that we kind of represent, the conservative party, we don't have that vicious attitude. Unfortunately, we're being forced into a more aggressive attitude. They are not passive. They are destructive. They're knocking down doors of people that are on television, which happened yesterday. And I have to ask the question to you and to your audience, how willing are you to resist this? And... I have to be optimistic because I am optimistic with you and your listeners and those that listen to your program. And I have to say that you're going to have to find the answers. You're going to have to decide 
how willing you are to stand up to protect the American Constitution. We lost a lot of seats, and it surprised me to lose the House. But there is going to be a real battle. There's going to be a battle between now and the next couple of years. I am no longer going to come out, make any comments on radio talk shows anymore about politics because I have to trust what you younger people are going to do. I've had the pleasure of living in the greatest time in my life and have enjoyed a lot of it. I have to bless you all and thank you for your time. BJ, uh, I thank you for all of that commentary and especially your message to the younger generation. However, I would caution you not to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, not to silence your voice. Uh, how do younger people learn but from those with wisdom that comes with age and experience? Uh, don't do that. Because, I mean, truthfully, uh, there are so many things that I still have yet to learn that I am trying to learn from my elders, those who have lived through a different time, those who have experienced different things. And, I, and I'm a grown man. Uh, the younger generation that is coming up need to learn from me. And I can't learn unless I learn from older people who have, uh, like I said, who have a, a handle on it an understanding of it, and, a, and an ability to articulate it. You certainly have that, so thank you so much for the call. But please do not um, do not think that your voice is no longer needed in that conversation. Lisa Woods uh, from McFan, Medina County Friends and Neighbors, also from the State of Ohio Board of Education. Hi, Lisa. What's going on? Hey, good morning. Well, so much, as, as you know. Um, just love your show and all the, all the things you're discussing today. But as you know, I kind of keep my head in Ohio because I have to focus. You know, we have so many Absolutely. important issues. And uh, there's, I, I, can't, I still can't see anything more important than our kids' education. So uh, I go to battle next, next week again. But the elections, how many wonderful twists and turns. I mean, yes, we have some wounds to lick. We did lose some... Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm so sorry that Renacy, um, you know, didn't make it. And there were a couple, one, a local judge that I, I'm so sorry as well, uh, a couple others. But for the most part, how outstanding. I, I could only pray that George Soros spent his last bottom buck and <laughs> lost the firm on this one. Because look how much money he put on those statewide campaigns and we won them all. You know, I, I'm so Great. Clean sweep. And an absolute, yeah, an absolute <laughs> clean sweep. Every one of the major races in the state of Ohio, from the governor to the attorney general to the treasurer to the secretary of state to the auditor, all of them were Republican oh, victories. And you're right. Oh, yes, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy. But for me and, and many of us, it, it, this is not a time to relax. And so tomorrow morning, we'll be having a meeting, our McFan meeting, um, will be on the 2018 November election lessons learned i'll have experts from you know people from uh group leaders to people on campaigns some of the people that won or lost we're going to have a a great discussion on what did we learn from this election what can we do better and let's not wait we start now we have to we have to keep on bringing those people over the fence that haven't made up their minds yet because they're busy and they were influenced by what? Just a couple, um, maybe television uh, commercials that they saw. They either loved them or hated them, and maybe that's all they they knew when they went to vote. And that is so unfortunate. We have to bring these folks into the fold and uh, continue to to gain the numbers. We have to win their hearts. You're 100 percent right, and I think it's a great idea. And again, I want to uh, I want to say something that I always have to do carefully, Lisa. Whenever we talk about gatherings like yours and gatherings of of other fantastic conservative groups, 
we need to, I have to say it carefully because I don't want to insult those who come because we love, as I just told BJ, we want those who have age and wisdom and experience on their side to come and continue to share that uh, and, and listen to and, in, and impact the process. But I want people to uh, bring their, their, you know, their younger versions of themselves, meaning their kids, their adult kids, or even their yeah. teenage kids who want to learn more because, you know, what can we do better? We can get more voters next time around than we had this time around to ensure that the gains made in the state races that we just pointed out are continue to be improved upon because, you know, there's going to be pushback from the other side. And the races that we lost at the federal level that we can, you know, we can turn around the next time around. And lessons learned, as you're pointing out, uh, need to be learned by, by younger people as well as middle-aged people and as well as the older generation. We need all of them to come together in these. So it's, it's a great point that you make, and I just want to encourage anybody who comes to McFan meetings please try to bring uh, like I said somebody else who wants to learn a little bit more about the process because that's how we get better next time around we replenish the forces we add to what we already have and we replenish those that uh, that uh, you know that, that that are no longer part of the process and we've got to continue to do that because the left is doing that yep yep and uh, banning the flames right now is a dangerous thing we've got to stay focused we have to be positive and we've got to get these folks to understand and and get be part of the the discussion you know it's great a lot of these homeschool kids that are are uh, graduating right now i've met so many sharp young kids that are really getting into politics sarah fowler who's you know one of my heroes on the on the state board she has two interns um uh, 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 a male and female that help her and we uh had the privilege to go to um, Columbus. I rode with them when Trump, you know, was at the uh, at the Republican dinner. Right. And wow, how refreshing to see that there's these sharp young kids getting excited about this kind of work. Um, they're out there. We just don't hear it because maybe you know those that are you know when we listen too much to the news, we think that that's really yeah. what's going out there. Meanwhile. There's a lot of wonderful things that are going down on in the lower levels, and these are important things. These are important people, and they're, they're your neighbors. They're right next door. You know? That is a great point, Lisa. And, uh, you know, the one thing I would add, though, when you say, you know, there's a lot of these uh, young kids out there, but we don't hear them, that that might be the one thing we have to improve upon. I want to hear them because the more they speak out and make themselves visible and not being just behind the scenes, the more others, other young people might want to join them and say, look at that. Uh, I didn't think I could be involved in such a way at this this age, but look yeah. at those people. They're doing it. So let's try to trumpet you- that. and. Yeah. What was that? Had you met like Andrew Shehorn from Renacy's camp? What a what a sharp guy. I th- um, yes, I did. <laughs> so, so you know these these are the folks that will really lift your 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 soul because you know we know that we have to raise up the next generation to fight this totally. battle. Totally agree. So let's see if I have everything memorized. Uh, so it's uh, Copper Top Restaurant <laughs> at Cherokee Hills Golf Course in Valley City, eight thirty tomorrow. Uh, did I miss yes. anything? Mm-hmm. Nope, it's at the Copper Top, 8.30 tomorrow, and uh, we'll be done by 10, so come early and, uh, you know, get a good seat and be part of the discussion. Awesome. Lisa, thank you so much for everything you <laughs> Yes, bring them, exactly right. Uh, Lisa, thanks for everything you do. Oh, you're welcome. It's my all, pleasure. All the best. Thank you so much. Let's move on uh, real quick uh, to Joe in Lakewood. Joe, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead. Oh, good morning, Bob. Uh, I would just... <laughs> I was just curious, uh, when the Ninth Circuit says the president can't do something that he's legally allowed to do, why doesn't he just do it? 
Well, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a really good question. This is a part of our system of checks and balances. The judge is saying, no, I don't think the Constitution allows you to do that, even though the law has already been passed by the, this is, you know, this is the, this is the thing when you have a, a three, uh, a branch system of checks and balances. Branch one, the executive branch is doing what branch two, the legislative branch, told him he could do. And the legis- le- legislative branch did this because it was deemed to be constitutional. But somebody else is bringing in another judge who says, I disagree with that constitutional law that was already passed and signed decades ago. I think it's unconstitutional, and I'm a judge, so therefore you can't act on that until uh, you know this goes through our branch again. So you know, every, each branch checks the other. And unfortunately, I'm not saying it's unfortunate that that's our system, but unfortunately, activists playing the roles of legislators in uh, in in the wrong branch is where we have to find a way to you know to 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 solve that. Um, when you're a judge and you're wearing a robe, you're not part of the Congress. You don't legislate. You just interpret the law. Leave the making of the laws to the legislators. The legislators gave the president the right to do these things. Uh, it is, should not be up to the judges to say, yeah, well, we know better than both of them. This is why the book was written by Daniel Horowitz. And I don't get paid to plug this. This is just I want you to learn, everybody, myself included, but stolen sovereignty, how to stop unelected judges from transforming America. This is what they do. And unfortunately, the president is constrained by that until it gets to the Supreme Court. And once it gets there, then we're going to be thankful that we won the election in 2016 because we have the names Gorsuch and Kavanaugh to strengthen the constitutional majority. Back after this. Eight one nine nine. All right, I still have more local stories to get to than I promised, but uh, I do have people on hold, and I don't want to make them wait too long because this is, as I said, a free-for-all Friday. Any topic you want to get into, election-related or otherwise, as uh, as noted, uh, please understand. We'll talk about any of it and all of it. Uh, let's go to, um, let's go to uh, oh, Esther in Cleveland. Hi, Esther, you're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, thanks. Also, I, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry I was so rushed last uh, last week trying to cram in so many things regarding, uh, well, around commercials. Following up on BJ uh, referring to resist, and also Dennis Prager when he asked, "When are the left people uh, seeking wisdom?" I have three quick verses that are very relevant to politics. We've got Exodus twenty-two, right in the middle. It says, "Do not curse a ruler," and that would refer to good rulers. Uh, we've got Romans thirteen, the first. I think it's the first five verses that does refer to do refers to resisting. Do not resist because of the rulers being ordained by God for good. And then Exodus, I'm sorry, uh, Proverbs. It's good to read one a day because there are 31. Proverbs 24, right in the middle, it's relevant to the, the uh, Justice Ginsburg. It says, do not be... Uh, do not rejoice when your enemy falls or stumbles because God might see it and turn his wrath away from your enemies. 
Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, thank you, uh, Esther, for that. I appreciate the phone call, as always, and especially on that last one. Why am I hearing echo? There it is. Uh, especially on that last part, uh, as I said yesterday very clearly, I don't want anyone treating Ruth Bader Ginsburg the way the left treated Antonin Scalia when he passed away. Do not cheer for anything bad to happen to people you dislike because of their politics. I cheer for her health. I pray for her recovery. And then I pray for her speedy retirement because I do not believe she can do the job required of a justice anymore. Uh, Don, Don is in uh, Cuyahoga Falls, I believe it is. Don, go ahead. You're on the air. Don, can you hear me? Loud. i got to compose. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, i got to compose myself. I'm trying to work here and uh, call in. I uh, wanted to talk about my feelings about the results of the election the other day. Okay. I was pretty upset, you know, the next morning, but uh, I'm feeling a little bit better now. Uh, reflecting back. When John Boehner was in charge of the House, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the Senate was uh, with the Democrats, and of course Obama was in, he used to say that I have one half or one third of the government. I can't do much of anything with that. So you look at it's it, a great line. Democrats. It's a great line, and it's true. One half of one third of the government, one half of the of the Congress, which is one third of the government. That is very true. It is hard to do a lot with that. Uh, and I hope they understand that. I hope Nancy Pelosi recognizes her power is still very, very limited. Yeah, and, uh, you know, when I, I you talk about losing the House committees, but if you look at them, all those investigations, and, you know, they looked into Benghazi and Hillary and Hillary's email, whatever happened to any of this? Nothing. You know, nothing was, you know, nobody was criminal referred or anything like that. And as far as uh, legislating, we didn't get health care done when we had the House. Uh, the fence was never built. Right. So, in a way, I'm kind of looking like, you know, what difference does it make anyway? I mean, I know that it does. But on the other hand, I guess if we suffer through two years and maybe go from there. Well, I'll tell you what, um, you know, all of your feelings are, are, are normal and real and, 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 you know, you're, you're justified in having them. I would say two things in response. Number one, it does matter who has the house because those things that you just talked about, we were close to and we didn't get done. And if we had won a few more seats rather than lost several seats, we could get closer to getting things like that, that border wall. I think it is huge. It is very, very important. And the second thing I'll respond to, about Hillary Clinton, you mentioned uh, you know that she kind of got away scot free with everything. Do not think that that battle is over yet, because Matthew Whitaker, the new acting Attorney General, uh, after uh, Jeff Sessions' dismissal, um, essentially told Breitbart News that he believes that there is enough evidence to have a special prosecutor assigned to investigate the Clinton Foundation, just like the special prosecutor Mueller is doing uh, with Trump. There is enough evidence, according to the new acting AG, to appoint someone to go after Hillary Clinton and the foundation. That's a huge, huge deal for me. Uh, and it could be, you know, a deal breaker for the left. Seriously, this is not, this is not a guy who's going to recuse himself the way Sessions did. If he orders a special counsel, it's within his purview to do that. And then, well, then the gloves are really going to come off. And we'll see how much they really want to pursue against the, uh, the Trump administration when they realize that they themselves are going to be in just as much jeopardy. Trump said it. He said it in a tweet. What, Wednesday morning? You want to start this investigation game? Good. Two can play at that. And I think we're starting to see those cards being put on the table right now. We're back after you. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. 
It is indeed 1036, 24 minutes of outstanding awesome left for you on this broadcast. Um, I want to take a moment <clears throat> to really, really invite you. I know we've been playing the promo, and I've talked to you about it during the week a little bit about what's happening on Monday, but I want you to really understand this, how, how desperately I want you to come out and see us on, uh, on uh, Monday. We're going to be broadcasting live from Parma at Fast Eddie's. And yes, I know that my veteran friend and producer, Samuel Lockhart, will be on site with us as well. And I want every veteran or active-duty military who can make it out to come out and enjoy a free meal on the good folks at Fast Eddie's uh, by way of uh, our friends and sponsors as well. Uh, Bill Bullington is going to be there. He is uh, one of the sponsors of this great event. He's going to be helping to pay for all of your meals along with us and along with Fast Eddie's. This is a tribute and a salute to veterans. Veterans Day, as you know, is Sunday. Veterans Day is observed on Monday. And so we're broadcasting from Fast Eddie's from 9 to 11, and veterans eat free. What I want, we're going to have a microphone or two out there. And quite frankly, I want to talk to you, veterans. And I want to get your thoughts on what your sacrifice and your volunteering and what your uh you know the 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 fact that you were willing to risk your life for the defense of this country and i don't care what war you fought in what conflict you fought in i don't care if we have uh 90 some year old world war 2 veterans who are able to show up or if we have vietnam veterans korean war veterans uh, uh desert storm veterans afghanistan veterans iraq vet- veterans uh somalia veterans i don't care where you served and tell you what, you don't even have to have been a, a part of the skirmish if you volunteered. And even if you didn't see combat time, you know that makes you still a veteran. And you are still honored. And you still have our uh, most uh, sincere respect. So we're going to be broadcasting from 9 to 11 on Monday morning from Fast Eddie's in Parma. I tweeted that and I Facebooked that so you can look at it. And, you know, I've got a link to Fast Eddie's there. You can take a look at the menu and see what you want to eat when you come. Uh, or just look at the location and make sure you can find your way to us. But I really want you to know that I want you there to not just to feed you, which is uh, what our friends are going to be responsible for, but to uh, but to honor you and to talk to you and to listen to you. So I've got microphones there, and I want to hear from every branch of the service if I can. Let me put it to you this way. <clears throat> My um, One of our promotions uh, directors, Christine, who is wonderful and does a million different jobs for the radio station, she asked me last week, she said, Bob, can you give me a list of guests you're going to talk to uh, for the Veterans Day broadcast that w- that you're going to do from uh, uh, from Vast Eddie's? Because I want to put it in a in a promo. And I told her, I said, you know what? I do, I don't. I'm not going to schedule guests. I want to talk to the people themselves. I want to talk to veterans. You're my guests. You you are the guests of the radio station of the restaurant of of, of Bill Bullington and. Um, and, and more. Um, you are the guests. You're the people I want to talk to. So we're going to talk about the state of the military today. We're going to talk about national security today. We're going to talk about what's going on around the world with respect to the threats that we face today. And we're going to talk about your own experiences, the threats you faced when you were in um, the Gulf, the threats you faced if you served in Afghanistan or Iraq or anywhere else around the world. And we're going to talk about those experiences and what it means. So uh, this is simply a tribute to you. That's all it is. It's going to be a veteran. We're not going to do politics. I mean, politics may come up as it pertains to the defense of this country that you, have, of course, are so vital to and have been so vital to. 
So other than that, though, it's not going to be about politics, not going to be about social issues, not going to be about this. It's just a day to talk about the military and the veterans uh, and what that day should mean to everybody. And hopefully that it's not just that day that we think about and thank those who uh, made that uh, ultimate sacrifice for us by either those who, of course, who lost their lives, who to whose uh, memories we pay respect, and those who put their lives on the line um, and, and were in jeopardy of losing their lives. Those are the people that we want to pay uh, respect directly to. So uh, that's on Monday. I hope you can join us at Fast Eddie's. Uh, you are my guest. Veterans, you are my guest. You'll be on the radio. Like I said, we're going to talk to you. We'll bring you up one by one if we have to and sit you next to me with the microphone next to me, and we'll talk about your experiences. That's on Monday's broadcast. I hope you can join us. All right. Uh, Hey, look at that. Speaking of veterans, there he is. He's a Navy veteran. I know because it's in his name. Navy man Norm in Strongsville right here on AM 1420, The Answer. How you doing, my friend? Uh, Bob, I'm doing wonderful. I just want to give a shout-out to the uh, staff and the children at Dover Elementary School in Westlake. They just held a fantastic reception for um, us veterans. And uh, Principal Barrett and his assistant, Mr. Pace, were just fantastic. First and second grade kids singing all the patriotic songs and saluting us. And I'll tell you about it, it was like a tonic because I was down this week, especially with what's going on in Florida and what's going on in Arizona. You know, sometimes you just can't fathom how people in Arizona could uh, do what they're doing to Martha McSally. But this reception, and they've done it every year, they have a breakfast for us. They have a special show. They do The kids make up posters for us. So a big shout-out to Dover Elementary and Westlake on behalf of all the veterans that uh, went there this morning, including my son and myself. Well, you know what? That's awesome to hear. And I'm sure that is like a tonic, as you describe it, to hear young people, uh, because sadly, a lot of young people are being indoctrinated not to be respectful of the military and to see you in a very different way, in the same way with our civil protectors and law enforcement. So I'm sure that is an outstanding feeling to have. Yes. And as far as Monday goes, Bob, I have one uh, reception with my other grandson in Sheffield Village, but I told my uh, lovely bride, uh, come hell or high water, I plan to be at Fast Eddie's uh, somewhere around 10, 15, 10, 30 Monday morning. So I'm looking forward to seeing you and my fellow vets. Cannot wait to see you there, and I really appreciate that, Navy Man Norm. Thank you so much for coming out on Monday. And we uh, we, ref- we definitely have to uh, keep the Democrats from stealing those elections in Florida because they're doing their damnedest right now. And I think Governor Scott's doing the right thing, and I wish that the uh, uh, feds, the Department of Justice, would get involved and impound all the ballots because... I guess there's two counties down there, Broward and another one. That are Palm Beach, Palm Beach County. Palm Beach, uh, to take it away. So uh, just say a quick prayer on behalf of uh, the good guys, on behalf of uh, uh, Congressman, uh, the one that won the governorship, and also uh, Governor Scott. Well, let's just let's just hope that I'm I'm praying that uh, God's wisdom touches the judge because lawsuits have been filed. Rick Scott has filed lawsuits to uh, to stop this nonsense and to bring law enforcement down there to confiscate, as you talk about, and take into uh, government control or law enforcement control these uh, alleged ballots that are still being counted and uh, the the nefarious um, uh, deeds that are taking place there. Uh, absolutely, hundred percent agree, uh, and I hope that judge sees that and does indeed give an injunction to stop them from doing what they're doing uh, because this is criminal. Uh, literally criminal. This isn't just a civil suit. It's actually once the civil part of this is done uh, and the uh, and the injunction is granted, then there should be criminal charges filed against, especially that Broward County, um, uh, Broward County uh, uh, election supervisor Brenda Snipes. 
absolutely criminal what she has been doing and doing for years and getting away with. Amy is calling us from Hudson next on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Amy, go ahead. Good morning. I'll make this very quickly. Uh, I told your uh, call screener that Mm -hmm. I would be talking about um, Stealing of America, Vote Fraud. It's the name of a book. But I would, at the end, also like to give you one sentence later. So, um, anyway, there's a book that was written about maybe 30 years ago by two brothers, Kenneth and James Collier. The name of the book is Stealing of America, Vote Fraud. And may I just quickly summarize what they said? Sure. Okay. Um, these are two brothers in Dade County, Florida, in the 1970s. One of the brothers ran uh, to oppose Claude Pepper uh, in the representative in Congress, Washington, D.C. He went from door to door, did all his work. He was ahead. Election night, he was ahead at 9.30. Then at, after 9.30, there was a news blackout. 11 o'clock, he had lost. And the brothers could not understand why. So they did break into the warehouse where these machines were kept. These were the leather or lever kind of a machine when you pull down a lever or lever, wherever you come from. Um, They pulled down his name and Claude Pepper's name came up. So they brought this, uh, what they had found, to uh, different people, different organizations. They ended up going to Washington, D.C., Department of Justice. Nobody wanted to touch it. Um, they even went to 60 Minutes, did not want to touch it. So then they wrote the book, uh, Stealing of America, uh, Vote Fraud. So well, I have no doubt. I have no doubt if it was going on then. Yeah, it's a little more sophisticated now because they have different kinds yeah. of vote uh, uh, voting machines and vote tabulators. Oh, but yeah. it is obviously very clear that uh, as sophisticated as the voting has gotten, the, you know, the more sophisticated the, the cheaters uh, are getting You're as well. It. And it's happening right now. Yep, exactly. Now, the very quick uh, thing about Joseph Stalin. Uh, those who are younger may not know that he was a dictator in Russia. Uh, he was a communist, he was a Marxist, and he killed I don't know how many millions of people. About 20, of his, about 20 yeah, million people. Yeah, of his own countrymen yep. who opposed him. So he has, it is said that he said, Joseph Stalin said that it does not matter who votes, but what does matter is who counts the votes. Bingo. Okay, yep. that's all and, I want to say. And you said it well. Thank you, Amy, because that is, we're watching that play out right now by who's counting the vote down there in uh, Broward and Palm Beach. It is absolutely... <laughs> It's as crystal clear. I mean, like I said before, Marco Rubio has laid all of this out. I played in the first hour of the program. Maybe you missed it if you weren't uh, uh, listening at that time. But Marco Rubio uh, last night was on with Brian Kilmeade and pretty much laid it all out. Uh, absolutely reprehensible what they are getting away with down there. They are trying to make it seem as though this is normal, routine processing of votes that somehow, some way, all of the other counties, including counties that have been hit by a Category 4, uh, four hurricane uh, a month ago, they somehow managed to get their infrastructure for their election system up and working, and they counted votes, but somehow, some way, uh, Broward County, no, no, we still have a bunch more to count. How many? Uh, we don't know. And that's because we'll let you know when we get to the number we need to have our person win. That's what's going on here. There's, there's, there's no two ways about it. It's not even being hidden. Uh, it's right there in plain sight. I'm going to play this again if you missed this in the first hour of the program. This is Mark. And look, we have procedures in the law for close elections and recounts. I have no problem with any of that. I have no problem with anyone availing themselves of what the law allows them to do. Here's my problem. My problem is this is focused on two counties and in particular one county. So let me use an example. 
Bay County, Florida, where Panama City is, was hit by a Category 4 hurricane about four weeks to the day of this election. They were without power. You guys covered all this. They did all their ballots at a 52% return rate, you know, a 52% turnout despite the hurricane. They did all their ballots, submitted them on time. They were done uh, basically on election night early the following morning, very early. Broward County, 48 hours later, is still counting. And they didn't have a category for hurricane. And it's not the first time that they do this. Problem number one. Problem number two is we don't know how many votes they have. And neither do they. Either they don't know or they won't tell anybody how many ballots are left to count. Um, you know, and so forth. And so it's concerning when you go to sleep at 3 a.m. on Wednesday morning after the election. And, for example, Rick Scott is up by 60,000 votes, 54,000 votes, whatever it was. Today is at 17,000. And the only counties that are still reporting are Palm Beach and, and, and uh, Broward. Right. Uh, who, who have a history, by the way, on these things. You know. And he's exactly right, by the way. And, and this is what um, Rick Scott is saying. La- late Tuesday night on election night, the win was projected to be by around 57,000 votes. By Wednesday morning, somehow they had found just 20,000 Democrat votes to, for Nelson. So that lead dropped to 38,000. By Wednesday evening, <laughs> look what we found. Another 8,000 Democrat votes. Now it's down to 30,000. Then by yesterday morning, it was down to 21,000. Now it's down to 15,000. And we're supposed to believe that all of these misplaced ballots, all of these mis, uh, or these, uh, um, uh, uncounted votes are all just happened to be Nelson votes. As they add to these totals day after day after day, now, again, our third day since the election. This is flat-out criminal. This is voter fraud. This is voter ta- vote tampering. This is election fraud. I mean, I can't think of all the, the different legal uh, problems that we have here, but this is exactly what's going on. And like I said in the open of the show, it matters. You might not feel like it does because that's Florida. We're Ohio. It matters. If the vote can be tampered with in one state. It can be tampered with in other states. If you thought that the Russia investigation about Russian election meddling, you know, in the American election, which is ridiculous, by the way, because Russia didn't do anything having to do, wasn't even alleged that they had anything to do with trying to count votes or change the vote count or tamper with the machines or anything else. All they did was allegedly provide... Um, uh, WikiLeaks with information uh, that they gained from hacking into DNC servers. And that's still, by the way, in dispute by WikiLeaks. And it's way in dispute that the Trump campaign had any doggone thing to do about it. But they're talking about, oh my gosh, the, inte- the integrity of the American electoral system is at risk here. From Russia. The integrity of the American electoral system is at risk from Democrats. That's it. From people like Brenda Snipes down there in Broward County, Florida. That's the threat to the American, the integrity of the American vote, the, the American elections, the American electoral system. It comes not from outside of this country, but from within. And it does not come from both parties. It comes from the one party that continues to cheat and lie and steal and continues to stop the other party from putting measures in place such as voter identification laws in place to stop the lying, the cheating, and the stealing. You got me all ginned up there, didn't you? Thanks for the call, but I got to take a break. Back after this. Oh my, oh my! You know what you've done, don't you? You've uh, you've made a liar out of me. I. Uh... <laughs> 
I really wanted to get to a couple of local stories uh, today that uh, have been eating away at me for the last couple of days, but we've done election coverage and discussion and reaction, so I wanted to do those today, but your phone calls just kept coming and coming and coming, and that's wonderful. You've, it's been a great day on the phone, so I'm going to continue and take calls the rest of the way here, and I'll get to those local stories on Monday's program. Well, no, take, take that back on Tuesday's program, because Monday, again, is our special Veterans Day program from Fast Eddie's in Parma. Remember, veterans who come out to see us eat free from 9 to 11. Uh, let's go to uh, Strongsville. Glenn has been waiting patiently. Thanks, thanks for waiting, Glenn. Go ahead. Uh, first, Bob, I just want to say that it's the breakfast on Monday that make you and your show so very special, uh, and that's very, very nice for you to do that. Hey, I just wanted uh, to encourage uh, BJ, when he called earlier to, uh, this morning and said he's not going to call anymore, um, I want to encourage him to call in for all the good reasons that you had mentioned. Uh, I'm in my 60s, and I still like to hear from him, and I, I learn from uh, people like him, so I Agreed. hope he does continue to call in. And... Um, um, I just want to say, too, in regards to the thefts in Florida and Arizona, all I can probably do is say some prayers to, to, get the, the, uh, to stop those thefts, and that's, that's what I can do. That's what I will do. Well, you know what? That's, uh, that's, uh, that is probably the best thing we can do from the distance, uh, you know, where we are. Uh, but I, but I think we could also reach out more, more, you know, uh, directly to our leaders, to our senators, and to our Congress members and tell them to not allow these things to stand. If somehow, some way these elections are stolen, there has to be congressional investigations. If the states can't guarantee the integrity of their own elections, Glenn, then the feds need to step in. And, and that's why we have federal representation and we need to make sure that we use it. Thank you, my friend. God bless. Appreciate the phone call. Beth is calling us from uh, Ashtabula next. Thanks for waiting, Beth. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. What's on your mind? Um, I just wanted to thank you for your your veterans breakfast. I'm so looking forward to listening, and I hope some people will say, yeah, yeah, I want to talk on the radio because... We want to hear from those guys. Those we do. Guys, I, you yeah, know, I, yeah. I, I totally agree. I think th- those are the best people we can listen to. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, these are people who have been through it. They've been through the wars. Sure. They've been through the battles. They've been through the, you know, the politics of war and all of the things that go along with it. And they, uh, they uh, yeah. absolutely they, deserve to be heard. They're wonderful. And, you know, let's also, I know it's Veterans Day, but let's keep our active duty guys and gals in our prayers as well. My son-in-law is going on his third deployment in a couple of weeks to Iraq. So you got to pray for these people. They're still out there, and we don't hear enough about them. And there's still people in Afghanistan and Iraq. Yep. And they've got families at home that are holding down the fort. My daughter and the six kids will be having fun for 10 months. While well, I wanna, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to remind people that this breakfast, uh, brunch, whatever you want to call it, from 9 to 11 on Monday is not only just for veterans, but veterans and active duty personnel. If you are able to come out for a free meal, you are invited as well. So veterans and active duty are all welcome on Monday at uh, Fast Eddie's in Parma. Donnie, I've only got 20 seconds, but I'll give them to you. Go. All right, Bob. I'll end this on a humorous note. If the, if 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 the if Supreme Court Justice Ginsburg had broken a uh, broken a rib, why don't they, why don't somebody go to Alvaro Baker and get some boneless ribs and donate? Them <laughs> Donnie, you like you made me laugh. That's it, though. I got to get out. Mike Gallagher's next. We'll see you Monday at Fast Eddie's. Enjoy the silence. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.